is it better or worse if I add pineapple to my people pepperoni pizza? <laughs> like, so it's PPP. No, all right. So here's what you do: it's pineapple, pepperoni, people, and add jalapenos. I guarantee you, you're gonna love it. So you got the spicy, the sweet, and the people meat. Yeah, you've got the umami of the pepperoni and the people, <laughs> and then you've got the sweet and you've got the spice. It's perfect, except for the people part. But uh, maybe maybe people are delicious and we're just missing out. Are we gonna do a show? Yeah, I guess we're gonna do a show. You guys want to do a show? And Shaheen's gone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, day drinking. All right. Anywho. <laughs> Let's start the show then. God damn. Because I right. have zero patience. Welcome, everybody, to May We Riley again. Episode Oh, 19. yes. <laughs> uh, may you all go in Riley peace. Hey, guys. <laughs> Wait, I didn't. I didn't. Uh... Shaheen, I didn't intro you yet, so calm your tits. You said hi, I said hi. Oh, <laughs> this is a show podcast that is co-hosted by me, Jen, Shaheen, and Joe. Well, it's me, as in Jen, not like four people, just three people. This oh, that'd is, be a fun podcast. Um, no, it wouldn't be. Well, okay then. We are, we are <laughs> I off stand to stand corrected. We are off to a horrible start already. It's awful. It's all because it's your birthday. It's all because yeah. you're old now. Oh, old now. It's, today yeah. was the day that the, the yeah the you were young before, but honestly, you really should stop watching this TV show. Like, I feel like you are now out of that demographic. <laughs> I'm quickly aging <laughs> out of that demographic. I'll tell you what. Oh, I know, I know, but uh, what are you gonna do? So. Uh, listeners, you can find us on social media. Oh, what a transition. You can find us on social media on Facebook and Twitter at May We Geek Again. Um, and I have a blog where I write reviews for the 100. It's on DeclareShenanigans.com. And Shaheen, you have a blog as well where you talk about things that aren't show-related. Yes. Well, you can find me on Reddit under Shahink. That's S-H-A-A-H-I-N-K. We talk about the show afterwards about the podcast and if you want to read my thoughts on other social issues political issues that's on freefloatingperspective.wordpress.com okay and we are going to talk about the second episode of season four today heavy lies the crown that was written by uh justine yule gilmer um guys uh what was your she has been a delight she has been a delight on twitter well go ahead Um, and interrupt me yeah, no, I will. I will. So just like a slight little shout out on this. Uh, the fandom has kind of taken this whole Riley situation, which we will get into, and sort of just kind of run with it. And uh, as the most important character, it's kind of one of those like levity fandom moments that that's really nice to see. And uh, Justine's just been like actually kind of involved on like, you know, replying to some tweets and liking them. And that's just, you know, it, it's nice. It's nice when people are nice. 
and nobody gets all upset. I feel like the Riley thing is something that the fandom can all get behind. And uh, you know, it's just nice when people are nice. Yeah. Well, it is all about Riley now. It's it's he's the it's main really the Riley show. show. Yeah. I mean, it, it took them four seasons to get to the actual main character. Um, yeah. But it's been, you know, it's been a pretty good ride to get here. But now it's Riley yeah. 24-7. Now, now the show is really ramping up. Yeah. Now I'm a yeah. fan. Yeah. Now everything was the prequel, the Riley prequel. And now we're yeah. now we're living in Riley's world. So I, I cannot wait to see where it takes us. Hopefully he'll die in like three more episodes. Because um, that's just how the... That's just how we, we do with the show. Yeah. I mean, he's he's not the reddest of red shirts, but his shirt is a little rouge. Yeah, so, it's like orange right now. For real now, have we seen Riley before? No. Nope. <laughs> this guy is rando out of nowhere. But like that everyone knows. Was he in in that class when uh, in that flashback? No. No, he wasn't anywhere. We don't know who the fuck he is. He's just, he's some guy. He's some guy that was on Farm Station, I guess. I'm wondering. <laughs> was he supposed like, to be the only Sky Crew who was enslaved? Yes, that, that, uh, Justin Gilmer did confirm that, uh, to a tweet. I, I, because I, I questioned that. So I didn't really know. It's hard to tell when everybody's all dirty and scummy looking and dressed in rags who's a grounder and who's Sky Crew. But Riley is the only one out of those 25 slaves that was Sky Crew. The rest are grounders. Yeah. So, uh, and I think that's I think that's important. All right, well, I think we'll talk about that. Yeah, we will. But I wanted to give you guys general impression of the episode. Um, I you know, see episode two, like they're kind of on a roll. Like if it stays this strong and this um morally gray, like and prompts you know as much discussion, like I have high hopes for the season. Yeah, like no, I don't agree. fuck this up. Yeah. No, I uh I I liked these two episodes but i also feel like um there's a little bit too much cheese (laughs) and it's a little predictable um but it's still good i don't know yeah i mean i agree with you cheyenne it's predictable in the way that kind of the show kind of sets up the the same predicaments over and over again um and usually from a different character's perspective uh but i appreciate i mean it it did spark a lot of conversation um well, media. no, I mean, so you have the overall story of the season that's going forward, and then you have the in-episode stories, like stories that unfold within each episode. And I feel like, especially when it comes to the latter, to the, you know, in-episode plot, uh, there's, it's just, you know, there hasn't been any sort of situation where you felt like, um, you know, for example, someone's life was truly in danger, you know, or I don't know, like it always seemed like you knew what was going to happen. Like, obviously, Echo is not going to kill Clark, you yeah. know, or obviously, you know, so that kind of thing. But um, I mean, it's still it's yeah, I'm not saying yeah. I don't like the episodes. I'm just saying there I, I feel like there is a little. I expect a little more, but it's just episode two. So. Yeah, we're only two episodes in, so I'm sure uh, that we'll have plenty of death um, and more <laughs> drama to come, especially now that the radiation is on its way. And, uh, you know, I've got a feeling yeah. that a few few people that will be re- reintroduced back into the story will have a very short lifespan um, on screen when we actually do see them again. So I, I thought the episode was really strong. I thought it was stronger than the, the premiere. I really, really liked it. I wanted to give it like a 9 out of 10 in my review. Um, 
that was my gut feeling, but I kind of like gave it an 8.5 or a 9, um, just because I need to give myself a little leeway, because I think that, I think the season's really going to ramp up and get super, super good. And so this can't be peak 100? It can't be peak 100. I can't go like 11 out of 10. This isn't Spinal Tap, so... I mean, um, but, but Riley, like... No, I mean, Riley was, like, Riley was, a like, added a point all, all within himself. <laughs> Just, like, I was, like, I never knew I needed Riley in my life, and God damn it, there's, there's Riley. I'm really, I mean, I'm kind of disappointed that he doesn't have his, like, own, like, dramatic, heroic theme song, and I'm talking, like, with full vocal chorus, um, backing him, like... He should. I mean, have. Tree Adams hasn't released the soundtrack yet, so there might be Riley theme. But but no 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 like no, just... no 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 no. I want to go above and beyond. I want to go. I want to go epic wrestler entrance at WrestleMania with like a hundred person chorus, smoke, like a, a smoke rising up, fireworks. Riley rises up from the middle of the stage, and it's like it's like glorious and it's just like it's fucking riley everybody so really understated low-key doesn't distract from the rest of the cast or anything like that just really just Just, under the radar and fits within the whole like visual and thematic uh tone of the show just really i mean just just fits in there i think riley could riley could use that um, but he's yeah. going to die again anyway. So let's, so I think we all really kind of like the episode. We have our, our quibbles here and there with it. Um, but let's get into talking about the different storylines. So um, let's talk about uh, Arcadia first. Uh, let's go through some of these storylines really quick. Because I think there's some there's some key discussions we know we're going to have, uh, especially regarding Bellamy's decision, I think. Because um, that's been the yes. focal <laughs> point um, with debate online. Um, but let's talk about some of the things we liked about, about Arcadia. Um, one of the things I think that, uh, you and I, Joe, we, we, um, we really like, and I think, um, uh, Shaheen has some things to say here as well, is the, the whole dynamic between, uh, Clark and Raven, like the princess mechanic is back again. And there's that that kind of I'd pick you first season one vibe going on, but by the end of the episode, there was there was a bit of a I'm not mad at you, but I'm disappointed in you from from Raven to Clark in in regards to Clark's um, I thought really fucking lying awful decision to lie. Um, <laughs> I mean, you say it's an awful decision, um, but that gets really into kind of what Jaha was sort of talking about, and just like, dude you're in charge now, uh, get ready. Cause what you've done before in charge hasn't even approached. Like you haven't been having to like decide who lives or who dies. Like this is about to get messy. Um, and so has, while I think she it was- has though in the past, um, but she's done it in a, in a, I have to do this rogue capacity. And now it, it seems like she's elevated herself. She's semi-official. Yeah, semi-official. I mean, I don't have, I have no idea where that chancellor pin is at. I thought I saw it on, um, I thought I saw a pin on uh, Kane back in Polis this when he was sitting on the. So uh, this is a problem that I had. Like this is, I don't know how I feel about this. That the kids just took over Arcadia. What the heck? Like how? Like yeah, I don't know. Like on the on the one hand, I know we want to see our characters or whatever, but um, like Abby and Kane are just. You know, are there any adults left? In Polis. No, there are adults. There were plenty of adults in that in that um 
Don't Cry For Me Argentina scene at the end where she's giving her her rousing uh, speech of, you know, we're not just going to survive, we're going to thrive. Terms and conditions may apply. Um, <laughs> they're playing, like, There's with- a little asterisk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Possibly like, only 100 of you, but... Have you read the terms and conditions? Click OK. Nobody has. Nobody has. She, like, hides it behind the, like, underneath the iTunes one. So, like, everyone's just like, fuck it, I accept. Fuck you it. May- <laughs> Four out of five of you will die. <laughs> right? Like, that's kind of not not great odds. I mean, I know never tell me the odds, but like, still not I great. When I say we, I mean, like, you know... Me. 20%. Me and you my know, buddies. Good enough. So remember all the delinquents you sent down? Yeah, we get first dibs on the lifeboat. The rest of y'all can fight it out. Well, there's only, I don't even know how many delinquents are left. Oh, right? that's a good question. At what point, uh, at one point, in the, at the beginning of season two, it was like 40. Eight? 48? Some, it was the right? 48 because that was yeah, the, I mean, the, the name of the Bunch of them dying. I don't know. I think it's less than fifty now. Oh, it's 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 got to be, especially if you consider like who has been dying randomly, and then to the city of light and all that shit. Um, oh, what did I want to say? Oh, fuck. But anyway, so I don't I don't know how I feel about this whole um, Arcadia has no chancellor. Thing. Yeah, I mean, do they it's, need it's, one though? It's well, Wait. I don't know. So I guess I guess. You, that kind of brings up the discussion of of do you just move forward and get shit done, or do you wrap yourself in the trappings of of the Exodus Charter and the official government and the structure that's that's going to take place, or do you just say fuck it? Government gets in the way of getting shit done, which I think bears out in the real world as well. There's a lot of red tape and shit like that, so it seems like nobody has time for the politics and for jockeying for power. Um, but at the same time, there, there's that it's still sitting out like, what the what the fuck? I mean, is I mean, Abby I don't think that we're. I think we're just gonna kind of like I I think for lack of a better, and I know that like for story reasons, it's gonna be Clark. But here's the thing, like the 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 adults that like used to be on the council are ones that we like recognize. Jaha cannot be chancellor again. No. Like not to be fucking trusted. Um, Kane, terrible politician. Not even doing that great as an ambassador. Yeah, he's, he not, tries. he's not getting anything he done. He tries. Um, Abby has already <laughs> been, and like it's been established that like she is a better doctor than a chancellor, and right now they're going to need some doctors. So I think, like, I mean, for lack of anything better, um, it's going to be Clark. Now, whether or not that's necessarily legal, um, you know, but of people who have saved people, it's going to be Clark. Like, well, Jaha? I, I, I no. Think, I think, like, so, so Abby was like, a chancellor also, before... Yeah. I'm sorry. Abby was the chancellor before Pike. Pike is dead. Mm-hmm. I right. I don't know. Like, does it does it go to somebody in his inner circle that his council, or does it go back to Abby? My God, like Brian is the chancellor now. Obviously, the 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 answer here is Riley needs to be the chancellor. <laughs> oh well, I mean, they just that's the ceremony is next week. Like if it's Luna comes an, back. If it's just and an hour like, long parade. For yeah. Riley in his ascension to the chancellor position, I'm good with that, dude. I'm good with that. There will probably be more people there than at the inauguration. Let's be honest. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, at some point they need to call in a council. They need to have elections for council members and restore the old, you know, council system. Yeah, but Shaheen, ain't nobody got time for that. There's shit oh, that man. needs to be done, man. So that that's my point. I don't think there's time for this. 
Yeah. Official so, cap. anyway, moving on from that, um, <laughs> what do you think about, speaking of Raven and Clark, um, this whole uh, dichotomy between truth and choice on the one hand and whatever Clark is trying to do on, on the other hand. So, you oh, know, you Raven like, wants to Jasper? tell people the truth and give them a choice uh, to decide what to do like they did for the calling. Yeah. But Clark, um, Clark is thinking uh, more, I guess, like a politician. She's trying to, she's trying to toe the line, I think, between what Jake was and what, um, what I think Marcus Kane was in season one before the calling, where they yeah. wanted to, they wanted to cover, they wanted to cover it up um, by pretending it was an accident or something like that, um, and that's. And She's being Kane. What? She's taking Kane's position mostly. I mean, and we saw him grow out of that and really regret the, the choices that he had made and, and really internalize the guilt of yeah. that. So, um, that you know, and that's why Raven said your your father would be proud at the end, which was like a kick to the nuts um, for Clark because she's she's doing what her father essentially did, but she's fudging it a great deal. She's writing checks her ass cannot ca- cash. I mean, what is it? Like, Clark got some major burns served to her. Like, are there (laughs) still burn centers in North America? Like, she needs to cover herself in Vaseline and, like, hold very still. Yeah. um, Yeah, she got... Yeah, I mean, Jake wouldn't be proud, right? No, I don't think he would be. I mean, Jake would... Jake would have wanted to tell people the truth. Yeah. I mean, I'm sort of surprised that... Like, given everything that they've been through and given the amount of, like, trust and goodwill that Clark has built up, that she didn't trust her people enough not to freak the fuck out. Well, because, well, the, 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 the thing is, so you have, you have this, you have this problem that's awful, right? Everybody's going to die because of the radiation. Now you have a solution. Great. We can save 500 people. That's approximately the size of, of the population of Arcadia, I'm guessing. I didn't take a close enough look at her list to know. But then with um, Bellamy's decision, that gets cut down to 100 people. So you're like, awful problem. Had a great solution. Now I have less of a solution. So it's like people are going to panic and and jockey for position and be out for themselves because there's only 100 seats on that lifeboat. Um, you know, if, if this is the only solution they can come up with in, in the months leading up to the disaster. So it's like... Telling them the truth and then saying well, I, we're going to we be okay. We understand the we understand the reason for not telling the truth, but um, the question is: is that does that ever justify um, <clears throat> lying to your people as a leader? Because you know, are, you know, this is some something that happens in the real world too, and this gets to the conversation between. Clark and Jaha that I wanted to talk about. Yeah, no, that's, I think that that's, I, I have some stuff to say that. about that. Yeah, let's move, yeah, let's move into that because that was an important conversation. Yeah, um, because, um, so Jaha talks about this, right? He says no leader starts out wanting to lie or imprison or execute their people. The decisions you face just whittle you down piece by piece. Um, and I really like this quote. I I think I've talked about this before on this podcast, 
um, about this whole leadership philosophy and leadership psychology that they have going on in this show. Uh, I think this is pretty accurate. I think most leaders, I guess, I mean, I'm sure there are people who just want the power or whatever, but you have so many examples of people coming to power um, with the intention to give freedom and to, you know, um, create a just society. But then they face all these decisions and one after another, you know, there's like, yeah, we have insurgency over here. We have this problem over there. We have, you know, people trying to kill us. And, you know, so they have to make all these decisions and, and they don't realize at what point they went too far. And, you know, if you, if you want to see live examples of these people, there are, um, you know, the party in D-Linke in Germany, uh, D-Link just means, if translated, it means the left. But it's a party that was created, uh, it was a merger of two parties, one of which was the sort of uh, remnant of um, basically the ruling party of East Germany under, uh, under the communist regime. So uh, the Socialist Unity Party of East Germany that ruled over uh, East Germany was then later turned into this party today that they called the left or Die Linke. And the people in this party, um, uh, if you speak German, there's there's um, a couple of videos on YouTube. Um, this program called uh, Ich stelle mich, which means I introduce myself. Do you speak German? In... Wait, yeah. Can we? Do you speak German? I speak German. Yeah. For fuck's sake! What? <laughs> <laughs> Like fluently? Uh, yeah. I mean, I haven't had anyone to talk to in a long time, but yeah, I can. Yeah, I can. Speak. I, I don't. I don't understand. How? How do you know how to speak German? Because he's foreign, and they all speak like at yeah, least but, three languages. But German. I mean, is did it, did you learn it in in Tehran or what? Yeah, I. I uh, yeah, I took classes in German and everything, and then I took classes when I came. To the U.S. and I watch stuff uh, in German and yeah. Yeah, at this point, I'm just not wholly convinced you're not a a, a spy. Um, <laughs> either either for Iran or for Germany now. So uh, we'll leave it up for our listeners to decide. Um, so 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 just just uh, let let's net net what the the their anyway the, yeah whatever the, they the interviews like the people with um. The, um interviews with people like Gregor Gysi or uh, Zara Wagenknecht. Um, it's really interesting when you talk to these people um, because it's like they have this psychotic attitude when you talk to them because these are people who were in power making decisions when you know they were um, spying on every single citizen. They were, you know, imprisoning and and torturing, at least psychologically torturing people and uh, everyone who disagree, disagreed with them. And now when you talk to them, they're like, you know, we wanted to help people and we believed in, you know, um, helping poor people and, you know, having a just society. And uh, I guess we just went too far. <laughs> and, Whoops. Oopsie. So, yeah, it's very interesting when you see them. And Sorry the thing is, the like, I believe them. I think 
I think I mean, that's, yeah. like, that's what people, happened, but it's just, it's so crazy. I mean, because nobody, again, like, nobody wants to go into it as, you know, I want to come to power to, like, subjugate everyone. I, I don't think that most leaders start yeah. out that way. That said, it's really fucking common for you know, that to go sideways really fucking quickly. Because again, you're faced with these horrible decisions and it's like, how much do you tell people with while still like being able to, rema- you know, retain power so that there's not anarchy? Like, it's a whole, it's a whole thing. Yeah. Um, I, I wonder if there's ever like a regime that starts out being really, really evil and then by the end they're like really, really nice. Does it ever go the other way? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Let's just all relax. I know well, that we I think the, the thing of... <laughs> like, <laughs> Was it the king of Burma or what? What country was it? Or the king said basically, um, "I'm just gonna be the last king now. You can have democracy." I I don't know. Not not I'm not too up on my yeah. world. My Jen world and history. I are, are are Americans, so we were not taught about other countries. Because yes, I barely even know. I barely even know what Germany is. Barely. Barely. Like you're I'm, aware that beer happens and yeah. maybe like. Some sausage, but apart from that, it's all just rather nebulous. Yeah, and I know just Germany is. Just look up is... Gregor Gysi if you want to see a live Jaha, like a living okay. example of Jaha. You don't well, need to so, know it. So getting back to the to the to the Jaha scene, it's interesting. So you read it as this sort of, um, you know, grounded in 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 history and you know, existing. You know, you brought in Germany or whatever. Um, yeah. Not I, or I whatever. That, he did bring in whatever. Germany. He brought in Germany. <laughs> the end. Some country. I don't know. There's beer and bratwurst. Um, <laughs> during that scene, A, I'm a little sad that we never got to see, like, when did Jaha shave his head? Like, I feel like that <laughs> was kind of a weird thing not to see. Um, but, and I know that I've mentioned this to, get, to you guys before, um, it, it that whole scene felt very um, apocalypse now to me. Uh, if anyone has seen it, there's a scene with Marlon Brando who has his head shaved and he's sort of having this long conversation with Martin Sheen um, about just the horrible shit that they've, that, that he's done. And he's kind of, he's always rubbing his bald head. And so like when Jaha is kind of doing that and he's talking with Clark, like I got this very um, Colonel Kurtz uh, scene. Um, but there's, there's a quote that I wanted to read and it's part of a very famous like monologue that he did Um from from apocalypse now but it's it's kind of really direct into what they had been talking about it's uh i've seen horrors horrors that you've seen but you have no right to call me a murderer you have a right to kill me you have a right to do that but you have no right to judge me it's impossible for words to describe what is necessary to those who do not know what horror means um i feel like that was very much their conversation of we are now two leaders we are now two leaders who have had to make very similar decisions. Um, you, I've done some terrible things and you can kill me for them, but you can't say that you are better than me because, you know, if you do decide to kill me, um, you can't judge me because you're doing the exact same thing. Um, I, I just, I love that scene with them. Like, I am kind of glad that Jaha is still around. <laughs> yeah, I, I am kind of glad, but can I ask why he's still around? Like, I don't, I don't understand why he's not dead or in jail for his, for his actions. I mean, at this point, we have a very real reason that got brought up uh, when he was like, so P.S., I'm an engineer. Um, oh, yeah. I feel By like, the way, drop that knowledge like, get on a us. Free card. Random. Um, like, I don't, well, I, don't I mean, who would be, uh, who feels 
innocent enough to pu- punish Jaha. I mean, well, I the fuck do. Riley probably would. <laughs> I mean, it just to me it doesn't make no a lot one of sense. who's been in a position of leadership feels innocent to do anything to Jaha. I mean, that's the whole point. Is like, you know, you the only people who can say who can judge me are the ones who've never been in my position. Yeah, all, all I can say is I hope when Murphy comes back to Arcadia, he calls everybody out on the bullshit of letting Jaha <laughs> run around free. Because Murphy knows what happened on the way to uh, to Allie's mansion. He knows he what Jaha did. killed some kids did. in a boat? Yes, kill some kids in a boat, strand them in a bunker. He knows that he took the, uh, the chip willingly. And, you know, Raven brought it up as well when... Um, when she was, when the three of them were talking and saying like, "This is bullshit. This is the guy that made me slit my wrist, so your mom would take the chip." Also, FYI, he's the one that convinced Allie to override free will. So it's like I, I just don't understand why there's no culpability here whatsoever. Um, it, it, it makes absolutely no sense, and I hope it's. It point. seems like the that's just Sky Crew mo. I mean, we've had this question <laughs> since. Uh, since Finn, right? Yeah, I know. We were like, if you go dude, back to Finn and his murdering ass, <laughs> dude, massacred eighteen people, and like, I guess you were under duress. <laughs> <laughs> you had a bad day. Yeah, I mean, it happens. We all have bad days. It's okay, buddy. To be fair, though, um, you know, grounders aren't so um, strict about murdering, so. Well, grounders like, will cut a bitch. They don't care. They're like, if you look at somebody uh, askance, they will they will kill you. So I like there's like this extreme on both sides. No one's like in the middle going, you know what? Perhaps maybe we should hold people accountable. But when we do, just not kill them outright in like two seconds immediately. Just like maybe have a conversation about it before we do anything drastic. Whoa, 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 whoa! Roll back what you said. Have a conversation. I know. I know. That but- does not happen. Well, maybe um, in the future, people though. have come to the conclusion that um, punishment doesn't work, and it's just there is no punishment. Yeah, like what's the point of killing Jaha? That's the thing. Like, you're out. Either you're out, or you know, whatever you did, it's um, fine. Point of killing like, Jaha. Like, what does killing Jaha serve? Ass out of the picture, because that dude's gonna. Uh, I, I'm just. I have a feeling that like, he's. I don't know. I just have a bad feeling about Jaha that just letting that dude float around like, eh, no big deal, is going to cost them gravely in the future. I, like, I think he's going to die happen. this season. Oh, I definitely think he's going like, to die. I mean, uh, like, I think he's going to sacrifice and whatever. But it's I weird. I feel like he doesn't feel bad about what he did. No, Does that he make doesn't. Sense? Like, <laughs> like, I feel like he's like. Well, some shit happened, and it was kind of my fault. But, like, but hey, guys, like, I was trying to do a good thing. Well, I mean, he was trying to do a good thing. I mean, first of all, he... But, like, he didn't even know that the world was ending. So it's kind of like, so you were just going to enslave people. I mean, yeah, there's, like, first of all, what he did know, and, and then, you know, what... And then there's what he didn't know. I mean, realistically, he was trying to save everyone from dying in six months he didn't know that's what he was doing but even based on what he did know he thought he was doing a good thing so how how did Allie like convince him to take the chip like I wonder 
like what fucking crazy shit that she had to say or she like how much crazy anything. shit she had to say. She, she didn't. She was like, hey, bruh, eat, eat this. Yeah, she didn't have to say anything because he was actively looking for the City of Light. He would have done anything to get there, obviously. I mean, he he chucked a kid overboard um, for, for Lake Monster. So it's like there was no convincing involved. I mean, that dude is culpable for his actions. I think we saw during season three that he was at least semi-aware of what he was doing. Allie was not always in the driver's seat with his consciousness. So I'm just like, what? why the fuck is his trifling ass walking around Arcadia without any consequence? Like, somebody kill this motherfucker. Come on! I, uh, He's it's going not going to happen. Look, I, I I foresee him dying. I'm I'm pretty sure they're they're gonna try to do some sort of redemption arc with him, but you can't do a redemption arc for somebody who doesn't feel guilty for what they've done and takes no accountability. And so far it doesn't seem like it seems like he's a sociopath right now. He he doesn't seem to have any sort of affect at all. What do you mean right him? now? <laughs> like what do you mean he's a sociopath right now? Like dude has always been a sociopath. Oh, I I can't believe I, I'm saying this, but I miss season one Jaha, where he was at <laughs> least semi-rational and he was dealt with in in a in a, a reasonable way. Now he's just like doop doo doo, just dinking around Arcadia, being all sketchy and dangerous and shit. I guarantee you, he's gonna get somebody killed or he's gonna cost <laughs> he... uh, them. Well, you have somewhere. to give him credit; he was the only one who stopped the fighting. You know, remember what Echo said to Bellamy? She was like, um, you know, that thing where we slaughter you and you slaughter us. Um, yeah, that went away in the City of Light, but, you know, now it's back. So, I mean, there's there's a question as to how bad that was. What, like, oh, the City, the, the of, city Light? of Light? Well, at least nobody was killing each other. Shaheen just wants to live in the City of Light. We know. I know. Story. Like, he, like, keeps like, trying to, like, rose-colored glasses up yeah. all over that shit. He just wants to live there and marry uh, Allie. He wants to, with Allie. Yeah, mm-hmm. just totally. Were you so excited when we saw Allie, Shaheen? Did you, like, yeah, giggle was, and squeal? Uh, yeah, I mean, she didn't have any significant role, so. Wow, <laughs> you know, you are so... Uh, ungrateful. You are an ungrateful <laughs> bastard. I will say that I was glad to see her. Uh, guest actress. I, I mean, was like, I, use it. I was surprised sort of, hell to see her. As as sort of like trite, not trite, but just kind of like again getting into the predictability of seeing like Ilian's backstory of oh we had to kill everybody whatever. Still glad to see Allie. Still yeah. glad. Um, and again like as trite as that and you know predictable as that as that sort of backstory was um i didn't hate it why is it because they're definitely like setting him up what do you mean why is it 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 was just like uh, it was just like oh he had to kill his whole family like let's give him a backstory like clearly this is what his you know this his burden that he's carrying around all of them did so you know it, it was just sort of yeah, but we don't Head care about keeps... all of them. We care about this very specific person that they're injecting that, into the that, story. That Octavia's gonna bone. And they gave him they gave him a really good introduction. I'm not gonna call it trite. How dare you? How how dare how you? dare I? Okay, but here's my question. Well, I mean, it wasn't very sophisticated or you know, comp. It was, it was a very st- straightforward sort of revenge motive. Why? Right. Okay, so here's what I don't get. So Allie was making him torture and kill his family to get his mom to take the chip, right? Yeah. yeah. But, like, why pick his mom to be the one that has to take the chip? Like, 
couldn't Ali have figured out who was most likely of his family to give in most quickly? Because as it is, he's killed everyone to get to his mother versus maybe one of his brothers or his dad or whoever else he killed. Maybe they would have been more likely to... I think I, I think it's I think it's a simulation of everybody, and if you're not going to simulate, you, you get you get got. I, I and I don't think Ali was picking and choosing. She was just like, as soon as somebody's chipped, that person has leverage, um, and can do whatever whatever Ali desires. So I don't I don't see the problem. Right, but like, I don't, why I don't try want to nitpick get the mom? Like, why not? Who cares? Why not? Joe? Who cares? Why is this important? <laughs> Jeez. Whatever it's my birthday. Argument. I'm going to be as mean as I want to be. Oh, so we're just going to tantrum then. Yeah, I'm playing the, I'm playing the B-Day card. Um, okay, okay. So are we, are we done with Arcadia or do, you, or do we have anything more? So to going back to the Clark thing, um, do you think that now, do you think lying the way that she is, mm-hmm. whether it's in the form of not telling them at all or whether it's in the form of telling them um, that we're all going to survive when she has no plan, um, is that taking their free will? Hmm. Does lying to people amount to taking their free will? I mean, you you're not thing? giving them the information that they need in order mm-hmm. to to know <laughs> how a, to act. Such a good point. Oh my gosh. So, so Clark is Allie, is what you're saying? Yeah, but I mean, that's brought up in the episode, right? There are people who are that, that's uh... implied. Uh, I think Raven says stuff that implies that, and I think other characters that. You know, not telling them is like taking their free will. Well, exactly. I think Jasper says this, right? Yeah. He's like, what about choice about free will? Yeah. That's what you. That's why you destroyed Ali. So why well, don't to, you tell them? To that, to that very point, uh, I think Raven says, or, or Clark says something to Raven in justification of what she did. Of, you know, you know, I, I gave them hope and I got you your workers, um, and that's pretty much like what Clark is doing. Like, like, yeah, like that's what Clark is doing at the very end. She's like, hey, I got you all of your little yeah. worker bees, Raven. Yeah. So calm your tits. Yeah. So uh, I, I think, you know, I think, um, you know, obviously the theme of season three was free will. And I, th- I feel at the end of season three, when, when uh, Clark pulled that lever, she she substituted every her free will for everybody else's. She made a decision for everybody. And I think um, that's a really good that's a really good thing that you bring up. Um it's a really good concept that you bring up. Um, well, I mean, Shaheen. it started with when she was trying to uh, force the flame on Luna, right? And people were like, exactly. that's taking Luna's free will. And then when she pulled the lever in the City of Light, yeah. people said that's also t- she substituted, like you said, making a choice for everyone. And now they're saying by lying to your people, you're taking their free will too. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think so. Um, I I was just wondering if that's an appropriate way of using that. Yeah. No, I think that's a that's a very good read on that situation. I think um, that's that's something I didn't even consider when she lied to them because she she takes away she she's not she's taking away all the information that could be pertinent to them making a, an informed choice about what they want to do as individuals if they want to stick around Arcadia and help or if they want to like secretly murder five other people so they can get um, on the lifeboat. I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> I yeah. mean, obviously Clark feels that her cause is a righteous cause and it, 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 it supersedes 
the truth at this point and, and free will. She's just trying to get one solution that she knows of right now underway. And the only way to do that and the only way to get workers is to kind of like, you know, lie, unfortunately. I really disagree with her decision there. I think um, I think it's going to come back to bite her in the ass. I think uh, I think What should she Echo, have said? I see this is the thing. I don't know. So so I, my contention is with this episode, there are you cannot definitively say something is right or wrong. And that's that goes kind of the heart of the show and I think why we love it so much and love discussing it so much is that um, you can go on it kind of endlessly about trying to determine what the right thing to do is or what the alternative to do is. I honestly I don't know what she could have done. Um, if she told them the whole truth and people started scattering like uh, you know like chickens with their heads cut off, um, that wouldn't have been very effective. Uh, so I don't I don't know. I think it's also um, I think it's also important to note before we move on that. Uh, that Bellamy's decision reduces the viability of the arc from 500 people down to 100 people. <laughs> I don't think that's lost on anyone that they're kind of rebooting the premise of the show um, around the, the, the number of the 100. And also, I wonder, since we have, um, we kind of have Jasper taking Clark to task uh, with, with his conversation with her and then her conversation with, with Jaha, I wonder if we're going to see another calling. Um, happen in this season that that clark or somebody is responsible for what do you like think? we're gonna see the culling happening or that like that's where we're gonna end up in at, by the end of the season is that only that only approximately 100 are left yeah i don't know i don't i, I think we're going to see a callback to that that calling and i don't know exactly what form it'll take if it'll if it'll happen sometime mid-season because i don't think we're going to get to the end of i don't think we're going to get to the end of the season and then all the shit hits the fan i think it's going to get bad mid-season um to the point where there's viability of of surviving outside the arc or surviving outside of of some sort of 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 geographic location is going to become very difficult how many people do you need to like repopulate with genetic variants like this is my question like is <laughs> oh, that wow, joe i would not want joe in charge because joe's just what crunching you... the numbers at this point you're not i mean important. yeah like i feel like you kind of have to crunch the numbers well the but... most obvious scenario that's going to happen is they're going to um, say all right people this is how many we can save so every clan chooses 10 people or whatever, you know. Yeah. Um, kind of your best. But that yeah, said, I mean, bring you're your really... children or whoever you think is, you know, the best, the strongest, you know, just give us those people and we'll save them. Yeah, I mean, but here's the thing. Like, if you're really going to work about repopulating, well, A, you don't have as many men. B, um, you know, do you do you weed out the gays or do you just like be like, so listen, you're going to have to do something that you're not really into. <laughs> um, you know, like like how do you decide? Like, let's just say that you have to have 100 people. Um, you maybe give 25 percent of it to dudes. I mean, you really don't. Sorry to say you really don't need that many men like for some genetic variants. Um, and then, you know, who do you decide? Is it the strongest? Is it the strongest? I mean, how about one man mm -hmm. and 99 women? What it? Uh, no. Nah. I mean, what about one in seventy-two? If we're gonna like really go for it that way. Um, <laughs> uh, but everyone's oh, slutty, so there are no virgins. Sorry. Oh, um, um, 
Yeah, I, I think it. I I don't think we'll reach the end of this. I don't think that the arc is going to be a viable solution. I think Echo. Oh no! I think well, that's easy. one of the points of predictability that I was talking about. It was like this solution came up like it was like oh okay, All, yeah, well, and like, it sounds too it, good to be true. And then you know it's like of course that's not going to work out. I mean, well here's so that was that was another thing that was predictable. I think here's here's a, an, an early well actually. It took you idiots two days standing in Arcadia in a space station to figure out that perhaps the space station is the best place to ride out the radiation. <laughs> Two days. With- but it's leaking. You know, nobody wants to, like, fix that shit. Like, again, three trips to Home Depot. Nobody has time for that. <laughs> oh, my <sighs> God. All right. So um, so let's move on. Let's talk. Uh, where should we go next? Um, do you guys want to do Farm Station or do you want to go to or do you want to talk Polis? Because um, I feel like we're, we're going to need to knock Polis out rather quickly because Farm Station is going to be where it's at. Okay, so I think obviously the most important thing <laughs> is Octavia stabbing some dude in the ear. Or Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. How, Forgive me. Go on, Jen. Go on. Can, can, can I just get a moment here? Jesus Christ, Joe. Obviously, the most important thing that happened in this episode aside from Riley, is cabbie sex. Like, <laughs> like we saw a bare leg wrapped around some furs. Like they were mid penetration when we caught them. Like, Whoa! <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. Whoa! Like when we when we saw Raven and Wick. When we saw what like, do you Bell know about that, Joe? Yeah, I mean, Joe. I've seen, yeah, I've Joe. Seen videos. <laughs> um, and like when we saw like Clark and Lexa, like nobody has been like mid coitus when we have caught them. No, because Is that's I'm... what Cabbie deserves. They deserve all the sex, all of it, <laughs> all of it. So I think uh, um, the the more significant thing that happened because Cabbie's sex obviously was awesome, and right. it's nice to see people above the age of twenty five having sex on the CW. Um, but I think the more significant thing that happened... Do they? Like, is that even realistic? It's just weird. I feel like it's like, um, like a, uh, like the rarest of the rare sightings, like a, um, like a white stag or something. Like, what's a mythological... Oh, like a unicorn. It's like a unicorn. And it, old people having sex. Yeah, on the CW. Here's my question. On the CW, I have, I have Jesus, what's the context? Jesus, old people have sex all the time. Do we think that Abby is postmenopausal? Follow-up oh question. Oh, God. <laughs> what do they use? Like, what What do they use as lube in grounder society? Like, okay. is it the leftover lamp oil? Number um, Okay, okay. Number one, it ain't nobody's business if she's postmenopausal. That's, okay. a, that's a woman's business. Get your, okay. get your nose out of that shit. Number two... Nobody needs lube when it comes to having sex with Kane. <laughs> Nobody needs it. That's the rule. That's it. Like just everyone is just 
unbelievably and- moist as soon as sexy beardy Kane enters a room. Exactly. I don't. Is that why we got Clark's little half smile? Um, in the first episode, she was like, "What am I feeling downstairs? This is weird." <laughs> weird good for my mom but ooh. oh my god i, I just think that we well can... that's a productive polis discussion <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> okay so i think the most significant thing that to happen between cabbie to, to move this along is um her decision to take off jake's wedding ring um to signify that she's moving on she's ready to love somebody else um because that that's a lot of pretty painful history there um so i, I really like that storyline i'm kind of sad that they're breaking them up so so quickly and with abby moving back to arcadia to um presumably uh help clark out i like how that mirrors clark's um departure from her dad's ways uh back in arcadia look at you drawing parallels jesus christ shaheen you are smart today as as abby takes off her earring or her um wedding ring necklace um, that Jake gave her, uh, Clark betrays her dad by lying to her people. So, so peace out, Jake. Like, all memories of Jake. Yeah, it's just like, from this everything. is like a fuck Jake episode. It's just like, <laughs> fuck that dude, man. He was wrong on every count. Fuck him in his stupid, handsome face. Honestly. have been with Kane, and you should never tell the truth to your people. It's just, fuck that dude. <laughs> So this is long live Riley and then like subtitle, but also fuck, fuck Jake. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So, so, so this is the episode of the rising and fall. The asterisks. Yeah. And fuck Jake. Only 20% will survive. Here's the thing. They both have like this sort of long floppy boy band hair. So, you know, one rises, one leaves. There can only be one at a time. Um, So that it was just necessary. Like, Riley comes in, Jake goes out. That's that's just the way the world works. Yeah, and they're both blonde. So yeah, yeah. What if Riley is the second coming of Jake? Uh, what if? Know. What if? What if Riley is like half sibs? Uh, okay, because that that just oh, uh, because because uh, I just I was wondering uh, in my own little mind today if maybe Clark and Riley had had a relationship back on the arc. Here's the thing. I'm torn about whether or not Clark and Riley had a relationship or whether or not Brian and oh, Riley. Oh, yeah. It's like, why the fuck is Brian all like all up on his dick? Like when they find him in abandoned farm station. Yeah. Um, I mean, they, it just, seems... they, they had a glance with one another and still hotter than the actual relationship between Miller and Brian. Uh, right? Um, yeah. So, uh, so Polis, 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 um, obviously, um, we've, we got Murder Baby Octavia in full fucking swing. Um, I like that both The world was Octavia when we needed, needed Naya dead. (laughs) Right? Get your shit together, Octavia. I love She was having sex back in Octavia. She botched that operation. Like, she had a knife. Octavia wouldn't fuck around. Yeah. Yeah, she would have just stuck that knife in Naya's ear. So, so here's a question. Um, what, like, or not even a question, but just that, like, remember when Abby kind of looked at Octavia and realized that she had killed an entire room of guards? And then that moment when Kane kind of realized that, like, Octavia probably killed, um, the, which one is it? Trish, Trishna crew? Um, 
that ambassador. Like, yep. I feel like mom and dad are both like, uh oh, yeah, like. Yeah, she's she they're they're gonna lose control of her really quick. She's gonna be but at the same time taking the car out without them knowing right. and staying out to like two a.m. and having well two a.m. four a.m. This actually probably explains Octavia's future pregnancy is because she's out hoeing around now. Um, Are you slut her? Are you no, no. Her? I'm just saying she you know she should practice safe sex. But I kind of like the look that that Echo gave her of like Ooh. oh Echo was into that. Echo was yeah, so Echo into was, that shit. Echo was there was a very sploosh. Sad. I heard it. I heard it was it was it was fake. It was like a waterfall. Yeah. Um, I I am all over shipping those two. I will low key ship them the fuck. But we still all know that Becco is endgame, right, guys? I mean, Becco is at least angry sex game, which it's endgame. You know. I'm sorry, it's endgame. Okay. I okay. just want all, all right. I just want all the the staunch Balarkers to freak out right now. Oh my god, what is wrong with you? Um. I but, you know, Clark has promised to her half-brother, Riley, so I don't make the rules. Oh, oh, oh this is like some flowers in the <laughs> attic shit. <laughs> I know at least one person who will be into it. I'm not going to mention that person by name. You know Is it you? you? Are. No, think. Think about our Slack channel on who's into that kind of thing. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. The Brits, are, the Brits are a dirty bunch. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Oh, uh, you know how yeah. you know how royalty over there loves to inbreed, so I can see where it comes from. Yeah, no, it's cultural. Yeah, yeah, it is. Sorry, you know, we can't we can't hold you responsible for it. Um, so that was great. Not not a ton happened in Polis uh, in regards to Rowan. Um, uh, we know so Rowan had a dilemma, and that was another example of these interesting leader dilemmas that they bring up, so right? So he dilemma? had to choose between fighting this dude. While he's still, you know, recovering and canceling the meeting that was he thought was gonna create um, chaos and mistrust or whatever, because he said having these meetings and letting chance uh, letting ambassadors talk is what keeps the peace in here. So he couldn't have the meeting um, because it would mean that he knew this guy was going to challenge him, but he also couldn't cancel it. Um, so he had this do, dilemma. Do we think that, like, it's going to come out that Octavia killed someone? And B, follow-up, um, do we think now, like, Roan kind of owes her? That's a good question. I think... Well, he's so Ilian weird. clearly thinks that Octavia was behind this. Yeah. So, so he's I not a dummy, is something. what we're we're sort of led to believe. Like he is observant or at least smart, maybe. But they're gonna do it, I think. Probably, yeah. Um, <laughs> the end. <laughs> Look, I love that there's Thanks, no pushback. Joe. It's just Thanks, like, Joe. yeah, no problem. Um, Shout out but, to Trishana crew, by the way. I love the world uh, building there. Which which crew? Nice world building, huh? Which, what is their thing? They're the, they're, this they're is the, the glowing, glowing forest. forest clan. Okay, yeah. got it. So tree is tree, and mm-hmm. Shauna is like shining. So shining tree, glowing okay. forest. Um, uh, yeah, you notice the, the butterfly? Oh, yeah. 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 Huh. So, yeah. yeah. Cool story. Cool story. <laughs> right. That's pretty much it with Polis. Uh, well, no, I mean, uh, let's also just talk a little bit about my new sexual orientation. 
which is um, Echo and Roan sparring in their their black tank tops from apparently uh, Polis Target, um, and and Abby watching it like I could stay. Yeah, right. Like, why did that <laughs> just turn into a sex scene? Echo like, I literally just been like... looks like a, like a comic book heroine or something. Who Rowan? Echo. Oh yeah. I mean, it was that was that was that's kind of a sexy scene. Yeah, it was. The whole, the whole I thought. Business. I thought it was sexy. Um, uh, so I was just like, I could, I could watch this for an hour. Um, so if like next week they do the whole Riley ascends to the chancellorship um, mm-hmm. celebration episode. And then afterwards, it's just like the episode after it's just an hour of Rowan and Echo fighting and just like getting progressively sweatier and then maybe losing, oh, I ripped my shirt, should take it off type of thing. It gets I'm in the good. way. It's very, it, it's I'm very binding. It gives somebody somebody good. something to grip onto. It's yeah. just not safe. Yeah, it's just not safe. I mean, you got to think of your sparring safety. Um, so yeah, uh, anyone who didn't find that sexy, well, I don't know what to tell you. It was also sort of weird that like Abby was like, "Well, can't do much for Rowan anymore. I guess I'll go back to our kid." Like, I mean, dude mm-hmm. got shot. Like, he's probably. I mean. Yeah, Again, but he's, I guess heal- he's healing. Like- so that that was the story is that he's healing. Um, <clears throat> yeah, they just had to get her back. So obviously, they had to get her back to our kitty because we know the radiation babies are coming next episode. Right. Um, so let's, you know, guys, let's take a quick break and then we'll get into what happened at Farm Station. Welcome back. We're back from break. Uh, Shaheen has ordered a pizza. Apparently, to arrive <laughs> in the middle of our farm station discussion. So look forward to that fuckery, guys. <laughs> Pizza party! Everyone gets half a slice because we did not order enough. Sorry, guys. Good going, Shaheen. Um, and I'm apparently, it's some pizza. some fucking pizza with vegetables and chicken on it. I just. I, I could not be more disappointed in you right now. No, Jane. see, this makes a lot of sense because, you know, now that we know that he has also studied German extensively, it just makes sense that he doesn't really understand these core American values of, like, don't put anything nutritious on a pizza. Yeah, I, like, like I'm to the point now where I almost want you to get deported because you're just not fitting in, Shaheen. <laughs> you are doing a bad job assimilating. <laughs> We've given you a chance. It's been, what, like 20 years, but uh, <laughs> you, know, you had a good run. But yeah. then you yeah. my goddamn pizza. <laughs> Sorry. And um, I'm like, I'm guessing you I just like get the pizza kitchen and get the barbecue. The hmm? What did you say, Shaheen? I said, I think I'm going to get deported from Earth at some point. Because <laughs> everywhere I go, it's like, dude, that's not how we do things. <laughs> Everywhere. You go Everywhere. to like Walgreens to buy some, I don't know what you buy at Walgreens, toilet paper, and they're like, sir. Yeah. No. They're like, dude, you're cool and all, but that's not how. Get the fuck out of here with that single ply Scott bullshit. <laughs> you're a man in your thirties. Buy some fucking double ply toilet paper. Oh my god. <laughs> no. Anywho. Anyway, so let's move on to probably the most contentious part of um, Heavy Lies the Crown and talk about the farm station storyline. Um, yeah, so uh, I'm not. Is any, sorry, is anyone else surprised that like when they all disagreed and did a vote that it was divided like each couple was divided? Um, no, 
I didn't, I, that didn't surprise me from a, a, a dramatic standpoint. And also from a, from, it also didn't surprise me from a, a character motivation standpoint because it, it, it all kind of fit with who they were. What I really liked about it was, was that these characters usually don't get a say in kind of the fate of, of, of what happens in the show actually did get a vote. Um, and I think the, the important thing to point out is that... Should it have been a vote? Like, if we're talking about, like, military, like, hierarchy, yeah. there's not a vote. Well, see, that's a, that's a thing, is, like, it, in the end, it's not truly Bellamy's decision. He's just another vote. It's, it's Bellamy. Bellamy's like Justice Kennedy or, or something. Yeah, I mean, it's not, like, it was not his <laughs> Justice decision. Justice Roberts on the Obamacare. Putting... <laughs> Putting the whole um, putting the whole decision upon Bellamy, I think, is a little bit disingenuous. I think it would have been far more interesting if most of them had said, "Well, we need this to survive. We need to take this back to Arcadia," and Bellamy was the person who overrode that and decided to, to save the slaves. I think that would have made for a better um, a, a better um, outcome. Uh, the, the thing is, like, if Bellamy had voted first and like uh, Harper. Or or Brian or um, or uh, whom else or, or Harper or Brian had been a deciding vote. Would it have been their decision? So I think it's a little odd the way it was framed. If you really kind of think about that, it wasn't. But it had Bellamy. to be. Yeah, it course, had to be Bellamy. It, it had to be Bellamy. But I don't think like logically when you think about it, it was like is is there some dude in Ohio right now? That's that a very like, good point, Jen. Yeah. Like some dude in Ohio that we go, oh, that was the deciding vote right there that flipped um, the because if Monty flipped, vote. if Monty flipped to say uh, Harper's side, right, right, then Bellamy's vote wouldn't have mattered. Yeah, exactly. Do we think that there's going to be like because we only saw sort of the fallout between uh, Brian and and Nathan? Do we think that like there is any fallout between Monty and Harper, or is their relationship too new, or are they kind of a better match? No, man. She's like, I'm glad I have a boyfriend, and he's like, I'm glad I have a girlfriend. We're <laughs> yeah, never they're gonna. Just, they're just lucky. They they're happy some... to be getting laid. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, don't mess yeah. with that. Don't fuck that up. <laughs> You don't you don't fuck with the good sex. Yeah, I mean, th- there are some parallels between the two relationships, especially if you go back to like the the Pike, um, what side both of them kind of fell on with with Pike. Um, and there used and to controversy in the relationship. It makes them stronger. Yeah, but I f- but they all had kind of good reasons for being on either side of, of the situation. It just it feels like there's a little bit more. Not that not that it's been earned or it's warranted right now, but there's there feels like there's a little bit more drama to be to be had with Brian and and Miller. Um, so um, yeah, let's let's talk about that for a second. So Harper for Harper, it's because she's been a slave at Mount Weather. Yeah. So um, supposedly that means you know for her that's the most important thing, and then um, Monty, I think his engineer technician so he cares about the device <laughs> um and he he understands how that's the, their only chance and then brian of course he is you know in the uh, in this let's say every last life type of mode um having been in ice nation territory and then uh who else 
I mean, was it right, though? Like, are we going to get into that? Yeah, um, no, we're just going to leave Was it at that. Fourth person? It, Was the yeah. fourth person? There's Monty, Brian, Harper, uh, and Miller. Uh, Miller. So why is Miller on the side of let's take it home? I, I just think for the drama of it all, there's really, it doesn't, I don't understand why Miller is, um, takes that stance. He's not, he's not very fleshed out in that way to really understand what's going on. Um, yeah, I feel like we don't really get Miller. Yeah, I like, what is his deal? Other than he has a boyfriend and he's another dude. Um, it's, it's, I don't know. I don't, at least Harper, I understand a little bit more. Um, I think she had some character development in season two that is often overlooked. Um, especially in regards to her relationship with Monty, when people are like, oh, that relationship came out of nowhere. Well, you should go back and rewatch season two and see some of their interactions uh, in Mount Weather, and you can see uh, how that, how the, the, the seeds are planted back in season two. I don't know if I'd go so far as to say seeds were planted. We maybe, like, browsed around the, like, gardening department at at Home Depot. I don't know if, like, seeds were actually <laughs> planted. God, it's always Home buy the beds. Yes, it is always Home Depot with me. Fucking lesbians, I swear. We bought our beds, right? Exactly. Like, I just, I, I don't know, like, when I rewatched the season, I was like, oh, they're talking to each other, but I never got a, like, hey, we're going to bone later, like, kind of flirt going well, on. Well, I felt like he was a little bit of a caretaker and protective of her. Um, so I, I, I saw, I, maybe I'm reading a little bit too much into it, but, but whatevs. Um, I just, like... With Brian and Miller, uh, they obviously have a history. Um, I don't know. It looks obviously like they're heading for Splitsville. Uh, Joe, on the run sheet, you you brought up a good point. Were Riley and, and Brian a thing at some point? I mean, obviously we want everybody to get with Riley because he is a sex god. Um, yeah, that's 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 not stated, but I think it's pretty much understood. It's what, not stated, but it's undisputed. Exactly. The undisputed sex god. This is why he needs a WrestleMania entrance. I'm telling you, dude. Like, every time he comes on screen, I want that fucking 100 person. You want fireworks to shoot up from the ground? I want 100 people singing his theme song along. Uh, It just, yeah, he deserves it. Um, So, I don't feel bad about Miller and Brian uh, breaking up because I never saw that relationship really working anyway. It, it, it didn't feel like a relationship at all. It felt like a, a very new... Wait, are you assuming they broke up? I'm, I'm assuming that they, they are on their way to Splitsville or, or something. Here, here's, this, here's the problem I have with, with this show um, in regards to representation. We've got great representation, but the one male-male relationship there is feels neutered from a sexual standpoint. There's there's no chemistry there. There's no um, warmth or sexuality written to the show with these two. And I don't know if it's a, a hesitance to show to show male homosexuality on screen. We're fine with female sec- homosexuality. I feel like I'm fine with male for the for the record. And I know that there's a lot of thirsty broads uh, who are fans of the show that are also. Absolutely fine. Look, exactly. We're seeing two dudes make that. Look, exactly. If you are a straight woman, I think a lot of us believe that two penises are better than just one. I mean, let's <laughs> let's be honest. But it, it it feels a little disingenuous to have this one uh, male homosexual relationship and have it not expressed in the way that that straight relationships or or uh, or or two women together. Um, right. Like there has themselves. been no sensual kissing. 
Yeah, exactly. And I don't know if it's if this is if this is on the writers that they need to, to do better here, or if it's a hesitance. Well, there was on kissing the in season three. You just don't think that was central. I don't that was like that was like cousins, dude. That was like oh, it was. It <laughs> that was, was a cousin it kiss. Was, it was yeah. It was, anyway, can we talk about Bellamy's decision now? No, we're just gonna move on to the end of the podcast real quick. Um, thanks for listening to everybody. All right, so let's do like let's get into Bellamy's decision. Um, for the record, I did not agree. Where does everybody where does everybody else uh, uh, fall on this, Joe? Uh, so I will say uh, that I, mean, I didn't I mean, agree, agree with his decision. Disagree and we can get into it. I didn't agree with his decision, okay. but right. I can't say. Shaheen, Shaheen, <laughs> agree or disagree? <laughs> but you can't say what. Thanks, Shaheen. No, 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 no. Uh, we're gonna get into I that. can't. You're overwritten, Jen. Sorry, I'm burping. Um, <laughs> I can't say whether or not in the same situation that I wouldn't have done the same thing. Yeah. Like when you're actually like surrounded by a bunch of like grubby little slaves. <laughs> but if we're talking about like overall, also who wrote the note? Like the little girl dropped off the note. Are we to assume that Riley wrote the note and was like, drop that off? Cause like a little brown. Riley was gonna... the leader of that, that little slave crew that, I mean, I, I don't even know why this is an issue, Joe. It was Riley. Hi. <laughs> Our new series lead. <laughs> everything. Um, ev- everything but, yeah. is coming up, Riley. I can't say that I wouldn't have. I mean, here's the thing. Like, kill A, none of those grounders is going to be a, a STEM person. Now that we have just, now that we have decided that, that, Ri- that Riley was the only, arc, like, uh, Sky Crew person left. So it's not like them saving the other 24 people was like, well, you know, we'll get into the science brain trust. One of these people could be Stephen Hawking. No, they're all grounders, which is not to say that they're not smart, but they're possibly not super useful in trying to figure out how to, like, rig some technology shit together. Oh, that is so, so, that is so like, bigoted. That is so bigoted of you. That That's showing your sky crew privilege. It um, is. Yeah. And I am. I am proud of, 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 of recognizing who has had basic science education. Um, well, this, this goes back to you doing this, this goes back to you crunching the numbers with, with who you, with my eugenics. Exactly. Yes. (laughs) I think we've all exposed who the Nazi is on this podcast. And it's it's the Jewish lesbian, everybody. (laughs) Unpredictable is how we like to do this podcast. Um, but right. really, like, it's just kind of, you know, he, he wants to save these people who were right there. But never mind that you're dooming resources. It's that you're saving people who really don't have a high likelihood of actually helping. Okay, so so let me set this up for you, Joe. When I mm-hmm. say, do you agree or disagree? I wanted a quick take from the three of us. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Second, no, and, then, and then after, and then after we give our agree or disagree, that's when we have this discussion that you're having right now. You should but, have led with that. I thought <laughs> that when I'm like really quick, really quick, I, I think my, I think, I think my mistake is assuming oh, so you're you, admitting speak, a mistake. you speak English the way I mm. speak English. <laughs> all right so mm. so we'll get, we'll get back to some of that stuff i want to hear if shaheen agrees or disagrees with bellamy's decision uh i have a lot to say about it but uh overall if i have to pick i would say disagree okay so so ground rules here everybody um because because you run into this shit online 
Just because we disagree with somebody's decision doesn't mean it's a bad decision necessarily. I, I think I, I mentioned this prior that uh, none of these are definitively good or bad decisions, right or wrong. The other thing is you can disagree with the character and still love that character. I vehemently disagree with what Clark did, and I am the biggest Clark stan in the world. I love Clark more than anything. Even my own family. What about your dog? Oh, my God. No, wait, wait, shit. <laughs> Winston, 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 do I love you more than I love Clark? I think I do love Winston more than I love Clark. I pick up Winston's poop. I would not. I was going to say this, this probably comes down to poop. But here's the thing. If Eliza <laughs> Taylor slash Clark came into your house, <laughs> took a shit on your rug. Well, would I'm going to clean it up. Well, unless she's like, oh, let me get that for you. I if somebody has to clean it up. <laughs> otherwise, Winston will probably eat it. <laughs> That is, this is, this is, I think, officially the weirdest conversation and the most uncomfortable <laughs> I've ever been talking This is about the first this. time we've gotten into poop eating. Well, uh, yeah. This is worse than I went when I asked you about your sex voice. Wait, my sex voice or Jen's? Not Jen's. My sex Did we ever get an answer on Jen's sex voice? Wait, what was the, qu- wait, when did we discuss my sex voice? I don't recall. I must have been <laughs> drunk. I must, you must were have been making some noise and you were like, that's the noise I make when I'm excited. I was like, I hope that's not your sex voice. Oh, I think I recall that. Um, yeah, probably, no, it was not my sex voice. You you will never hear my sex voice. I mean, famous last words. Now I feel like this is <laughs> the Chekhov's gun that we You're just set up. Now. <laughs> All right, so Shaheen, I know you have a lot to discuss. Shaheen, for everybody who uh, missed kind of our intro last episode, Shaheen is our resident philosophy PhD student, so everyone be super uh, impressed by that. But also he has, uh, I think, a really good background to kind of discuss the the ethics and morality of some of these these issues that our characters face. So what, what were your thoughts on Bellamy's decision, Shaheen? So I saw a lot of discussion on Reddit as well about this, a lot of interesting back and forth. Um, and I kind of participated in some of it. Uh, so I think that, first of all, I want to say uh, this is, in my opinion, not a matter of morality versus pragmatics or morality versus rationality. Um I think that this issue, this decision that Bellamy faced is ambiguous and confusing uh, from a purely moral perspective, and it's confusing from a purely pragmatic or rational perspective, too. So it's not a matter of choosing the moral thing versus the rational thing or moral thing versus pragmatic thing. Uh, it's just a very difficult decision all around. So, for example, the question of should we maximize the number of people that we save, Is that should that be the goal, right? Um, that's a moral question. Um, should we prefer those who we know and have met? Like for Brian, for example, he seems to give Riley some sort of extra weight, some sort of priority because he knows him, right? But what would have Um, happened if there hadn't been any Sky Crew enslaved? Right, so... Do we think that's the same decision? And, And it's like, so some, you know them, first of all, because you just saw them, you met them, uh, and, and you... Maybe you also know them because you have a history with them, like Riley, right? So should we prefer those people or or should we just treat every life as equal to every other life? Hmm. Those are moral questions, right? 
Is it worth saving them from s- slavery? Just there's your fucking pizza. Jesus That's Christ. my pizza. There's there's, <laughs> there's the pizza. So twenty 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 three. So welcome everybody to may we order a pizza during the fucking podcast. Jesus I'll be Christ. Right back. Yeah, we know Shaheen. Jesus. <laughs> so I guess it's just you and me now, Joe. So here's my question. What kind of pizza would our new Lord and Savior, Riley Finn? Uh, sorry, I'm going to call him Riley Finn because the fourth. So here's the thing. Fourth season Buffy introduced Riley, who was universally beloved and hated at the same time. His last name was Finn. I don't think this is a coincidence that new <laughs> Riley is so also. Think, so you think there's a thread between like over time and between series and between like alternate universes here? Is that what you're saying? Is like this I'm is- saying that we are getting more and more evidence that any time any of the hundred writers claim that they don't watch Buffy is complete and total bullshit. That's oh, what I'm uh, saying. I mean, come on. I mean, I, now you can, now you see why they're writing these easy lies that Clark is telling. Cause they've done it with us before in the past with their whole, oh, you can't trust them. You can't trust Buffy. these writers. No, we can't, you can't trust these writers. Cause you know what they're going to do is they're going to introduce Riley, who we all love mm-hmm. and agree that is the best character on TV presently at this moment. He is Sorry, the I'm back. The, we, are not, we don't care, Shaheen. He's the new lead for this show. And what mm-hmm. they're going to do is they're going to get us all wrapped up and in love with him. Well, I'm already in love with him. I, I, I think that's pretty obvious. And then they're going to kill him off. And that's what these writers do. They, they take what we love from us. <laughs> How how is he gonna die? <laughs> this is what I want to know. Like, what's the like? Is he gonna self sacrifice? Is he gonna like protect Clark and die? Is he gonna protect his one true love, Brian? Is Nathan gonna find out about Ryan and Brian and Briley? Like, how about that? Like, we'll I just hope, call him Briley. I hope, I hope like a piece of debris falls off the ark and hits him in the head. And it's like the most innocuous, mundane death <laughs> ever. But it totally gets back to like, well, everyone can die on the hundred. Yeah, I mean, he yeah. felt. Maybe like a sky toilet will fall on him or something like that. Oh, I mean, so a little, a little dead like me going on. Exactly. Um, you, you can't. They could do anything, but like I said, they're gonna break our hearts. Um, and there will be, there will be another drop in in the uh, the review scores on IMDb because of this. I'm just saying. Oh yeah. It's, oh, if you thought if you thought Lexa dying was bad. Oh man, man. aunties are going to killing out of killing the this like. Boy band hair, white boy. This, Ooh, man. This angel of uh, who has come to save everyone. So uh, let's get back. Well, I'm glad your pizza came, Shaheen. We are leaving all of this <laughs> into you. the podcast. So you are now exposed. No way. You are now exposed as to what makes this podcast not work. I'm channeling fucking Melissa McCarthy doing Sean Spicer does. I'm getting angry. Uh, are you going to eat a bunch of gum? Ridiculous. <laughs> I don't think I could find enough gum in the world to shove into my mouth. I think that's right? the most impressive part of her performance is that she can fit all that gum in her mouth, chew as much of it as she possibly can to make it sticky enough to stick to the podium. So Melissa And still McCarthy, be talking? Yeah, Melissa McCarthy, you are a true artist. So She's let's, a treasure. She is. Oh, my God. Um, So let's get back to Shaheen talking about Bellamy. If I'm sorry, Shaheen, are you eating on the podcast as well? That was a hard and fast rule <laughs> from like no, episode um, one 
I was eating a pear before, but not not eating pizza. All right. Um, So, So, yeah, I was just talking about some uh, questions that are moral questions that are not easy to answer in this situation. So, uh, you know, should we prefer those people who we know or have met or have a history with? Uh, Is it worth saving people just to from slavery just to let them die in six months if that's what's going to happen you know yeah. is the suffering that results from slavery even uh comparable or commensurable with uh suffering that results from death you know um so these are all moral questions um was bellamy doing them a favor of being like so hey listen we've got a lot fewer people to save now um like, he brought home an extra 25, but he made it so that only 100 would survive. Like, I guess it sort of, you know, did it make their job easier? How does it, how in any way, shape, or form does it make their job easier? Because somebody has well, to Well, you determine, need far more resources for five years. Uh, but the thing is, like, they're not going to have, they have to decide who lives and who dies now. Before, at least, it was a, less of a, a numbers game, and now it's completely down to the numbers. And then Shaheen's point of who do you save like, who do you deem worthy of survival? Is it the person that you know? Is, is all life equal? Um, is is a person, is, it, is a STEM person equal to random grounder? I mean, I think this is all very important uh, important um, questions. For the, pra- the pragmatic... I don't even... Go ahead. Sorry, I don't even think that it's a question of, you know, uh, consequence versus duty. You know, this was also a discussion that we were having a... Uh, on Reddit and, and elsewhere that, you know, there is a consequentialist or utilitarian perspective mm-hmm. that says just maximize the, the amount of happiness uh, and uh, minimize the amount of suffering in the world. Um, and then there is the uh, deontological perspective or the perspective of duties and obligations where, you know, you might think, well, you have a duty um, to save those who are in need. But if you think about it, even from a purely consequentialist or utilitarian perspective, it's still not clear what you should do because you don't know what the chances are that you're going to save 500 people. Yeah, I think, I think, though, that's and, a bit of a cop-out because you, I think what you have to do is you have to up the percentage of, of survivability, the, the, um, the, the chance that you're going to survive. I mean, to me... Well, what you need to do is to figure out, like... Uh, the chance that you're going to save 500 people um, um, times, you know, like the probability that that's going to happen times how much do you like that outcome and then compare that to the probability that the uh, other outcome is going to happen times how much you like that outcome, right? So it's because it's not... 100%. Neither one is 100%. So you need to know what is the chances that this plan will succeed and then how much I like the outcome of this plan. And then compare that to what's the what are the chances that this other plan will can, will succeed and how much do I like the outcome of that. You know, so and in this situation it's not even clear if they're going to be able to save 500 people. And then that 500 people is still a minority of people, all the people who are alive. So there's all of this, this part of it, you know, that's unclear. So I just want to say, like, even from a purely utilitarian perspective, it's unclear what the outcome is. 
I think I think it's hard as an audience member because a we know that this first solution that they came up with in episode two is not going to be the viable solution. So on the one hand, as an audience member, because we have all of this information and like knowing that like, yeah, no, the arc is not going to be, you know, well, this, this is not going to be the thing. So like yeah. at that point you can excuse Bellamy's decision because as an audience member, we know that like more shit is going to happen. So it's like, Oh, well their original plan wasn't going to work anyway. But in terms of like putting yourself in that situation, like, God damn it, Bellamy. Like, that was not the right, right choice. Well, I mean, even in that situation, you, you're you kind of... Like, there was some doubt as to whether that's going to work, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I, I think... Let's let's rewind a little bit, because I want to address what you just said, Joe. This is pure speculation on, on, on our part that this solution will not work. Um, I think we're taking into account that this is a solution that was introduced far too early into the, the season narrative, to be a viable solution at the end. Plus, we kind of, like, don't... Are, are we to take the, the season four poster, the, the key art, uh, to um, to mean that the arc doesn't survive? Because it's, it's shown on fire, basically, in the background. So I, I guess that we're not, we can't say for certain if the arc isn't viable, but I think at this point it's a probability that it's not going to be. But to your point, we are the omniscient observer of all of this. So as the omniscient observer, you say, well, it wasn't going to work out anyway, so Bellamy's decision doesn't make any, it doesn't make a difference in the end. And I think that is, a, you cannot fall back on that argument as a justification for what he did or um, to, to disagree with what he did because... It's not within the narrative. It, it, you're, you're taking yourself out of it. You, you have far more information than anybody that's actually in the storyline. And, and people kind of want to fall back on me. Well, it wasn't going to work out anyway, blah, blah, blah. It, to me, that's, that is not a valid argument because it's, it's outside of the whole realm of, of the actual thing that is impacted by it. Um, I also don't buy that having an extra water generator, regardless of whether the arc was viable or another location is viable, that generator is portable. So they could have taken it to a bunker or a new Mount Weather or anywhere. So I think it it was, like I said, I disagreed. I, I disagreed, but I understand why Bellamy did it. Again, there was a little girl there why? In, among the slaves. That's Bellamy's catnip. Right? Why was there only one water generator? Because here's the thing: like, wouldn't there be redundancies? And like, isn't station? that? Huh? You know? Yeah. What's, like, what's, what's interesting, guys, is that that whole farm station where they were holding um, the slaves, it it seemed like that that area could be a viable place for them to ride out. Um, yeah, yeah, that looked time. in fairly good condition. And <laughs> also just what were the like what were the grounders doing there? I think that that's kind of you a bigger so question. Of, it looks like they were sorting out tech. It looks like they were sorting out tech. But like why? And I was wondering if that's foreshadowing for that mysterious other buyer. Yeah. Okay. That, so uh, now you're now you're by, now you're getting into to Capital Chick's weird theory. That there's something else out there. What? Yeah. That there's 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 another buyer of tech. Um, that there could be another faction working on a solution, or they have some sort of space rocket or something that is going to be a factor in the season. I think it's it's interesting how weird and wild that is. But we never did learn who the other tech buyer was. I assume at this point it was it meant to be it was meant to be Titus. 
Um, and I'm the conspiracy person, and I will look for any weird theories. But I don't, I don't know if this, I don't think this one's going to pan out. Um, but you never know. Um, so so I, can we go back to Bellamy's decision? No, we're moving on. No, go go ahead. <laughs> so I just, yeah, I actually didn't finish my uh, broader f- point, which was uh, I wanted to say this is a confusing and, and ambiguous decision from a purely moral perspective. And it's also confusing and ambiguous from a pragmatic perspective. So, like, you don't know if either plan is going to work. Like, the way this uh, blowing up the hydro generator worked it was kind of, like, very contingent. It was There was no guarantee that would have worked. I, I wasn't sure why all of the Asghetto people were in that hall where they uh, blow, blew it up and how they got away with it. And they, you know, so anyway, um, it wasn't at all guaranteed that that was going to work, but it's also not guaranteed that you can save um, 500 people from, from radiation in Arcadia. Um, and then, you know, the other aspect of it is what's this going to do to the coalition, right? Is Asgeta going to be pissed? Is oh, Rowan yeah. going to be pissed? Um, you know, these are all pragmatic questions that affect, uh, also affect the moral questions, right? The answer to these questions has a, uh, um, has a bearing on the moral side of it too especially like the chances of your plan succeeding that's very important for deciding which route to take um so this is yeah i just wanted to point out that that's that it's a very difficult decision all around but as an impartialist i myself you know i think that we should maximize the number of people we can save do um, we think? I don't care if they're in front of me. I don't care if I know them. I shouldn't, right? I should just maximize the number of people that we can save. Do and, we think? You know, so, sorry. Sorry. But I just want to make the point that as get a people or whoever, you know, this practice of slavery, it, this may exist in other places that it probably does. This is probably not the only place where there are slaves. So should we just go around and try to free all the slaves? Or doesn't does it not matter because we don't know them because they're not Riley, uh, you know. So, I'm glad you're on board, Shaheen. <laughs> so you know, it, this is just sort of like you know, if you think about it from an impartialist standpoint, it doesn't make Bellamy's decision makes much less sense. Um, and you know, I guess like Cage would agree with me. I'm not in good company here, but. Um, <laughs> Those of you who don't know, go listen to whatever episode it was when I talked about Cage being the impartialist. impartialist? Yeah. Yeah. So also, I think as a matter of pragmatics, um, this was a very risky move. I I wonder if this gonna ha- this is gonna have repercussions for the coalition, um, but yeah. we'll see. I, I think there's gonna be a bit of a snowball effect because the the two the two things that are working against Sky Crew right now and working against Clark is that. Uh, Roan trusts Clark and Skycrew, but on the, but it par- it will appear. But Echo does not. Yeah, but Echo does not, and it will appear to Echo that they are working on a solution only for Skycrew. So that's going to color that relationship. And then if they learn that um, through either Skycrew admitting it or through through hearsay from one of these other uh, the, these these freed slaves that will be returned to their village that Sky Crew killed um, this small contingent of Asgeta to free them, I, I, you know that is going to also 
um, look poorly or reflect poorly on, on Sky Crew as well. So I think there's like this, there's the combination of things that are going to come together that are going to, are, are, that's going to um, uh, cause some consternation with the, uh, the coalition sooner rather than later because we got to get out of polos, guys. Um, having having Roan and Echo and Asgeta be kind of just sitting around in Polis doing Polis things is not that interesting. Um, and and it you know again it goes back to a little bit of, of season three A where we're like stuck in Polis twiddling our fingers you know waiting for things to happen and and nothing was really happening. Um, so they need to get out in the world and and the drama needs to start um, because I'm not. I don't know. I'm okay with. Polis. I know there's a whole anti-Polis movement. I'm, I'm not... And apparently you're a part of it. No, I am not a, a, an anti-Polis person. I, I, I enjoy the political intrigue, but what I don't want is like four more episodes of Roan in the, the throne room talking to people. It, it doesn't make for great drama. Uh, he needs to be out shirtless kicking ass. The shirtless part being the most important part of it. Well, obviously. Yeah. Here's my question. Sorry, this was like getting back to a while ago, and I kept on interrupting interrupting you, Shaheen. I apologize. Yeah, no, um, I apologize. Oh, if hugs. Uh, hugs. Not for you, Jen. Shaheen and I are having a moment. This has nothing to do with you. <laughs> <laughs> Birthday be damned. If there hadn't been an adorable little girl urchin as part of the slaves, <laughs> mm-hmm. would that have changed Bellamy's decision? I mean, this this brings back the whole situationism question, right? It's like, is it just a matter of what the situation you're in? Or does this decision make sense from a, a detached standpoint? Yeah. I feel like that's that's kind of the real issue with Bellamy, is that he can never, ever, ever detach himself. Yeah. Like, he's always... On the, the other moment. hand, if you, if you think about it, this, Bellamy is kind of doing what Jasper is doing, but... From more responsible uh, perspective, like he's saying, look, I don't even know what's gonna happen. We might all die in six months, or you know, whatever. I'm just gonna do the best that I can today. Um, and for Jasper, that means I'm just gonna have as much fun as I can today. Um, for Bellamy, it means I'm gonna save as many people as I can today. When do we think Jasper's gonna come around? Never. Really? Never? Like, you don't think that he is going <laughs> to play a crucial role at any point? What do you mean by come around? Like, come Why around to, like, actually to trying to help. Because, like, here's the thing. Like, we know that he, like, given that, you know, th- things that actors, you know, have, like, tweeted out and stuff like that, that he's probably not going to die within the next three episodes, right? So presumably he stays around, and, like, I don't think that he's going to, like, go through some, like, long-term sabotaging mission, because I don't think that that's what he cares about. But, like, if he is just kind of this dead weight for most of the season, who just, like, kind of antagonizes Clark and anyone who's trying to try hard... Oh, God. (laughs) Sorry, I'm, like, burping at my beer. Um, At what point, like, is he going to do some, you know, either heroic thing that gets him killed, or you know, decide to come around and save Monty. Like, I feel like Monty being in danger would be something that Jasper, like, that pulls Jasper out of his, like, you know, party down uh, mentality. Yeah, that seems like a little... Using Jasper, or uh, using Monty to motivate Jasper seems a little, um, I don't know, 
uh, too easy. Okay. Yeah. But do you I, think he's, he's going to always be on the like, fuck this shit train? No, I think, I, I don't think he will. I would like to see him stay on the fuck this shit train because I think it, it goes against what we kind of expect just to happen narratively. You know, we kind of, people like changing their minds and getting, getting, uh, getting with the program and, and getting with trying to save everybody is kind of the expected route. We assume a lot of these people will take, and I don't, I don't want Jasper to go down the expected route. Of course, he could also die to a, uh, a, a falling um, toilet as well. And you never know. I, Jasper is one of those. Jasper and Jahar have like the least transparent story to me right now. I can't guess where they're going with those two. And I like it. I mean, I don't, I don't want either of them to have redemption storylines. I don't either of them to have these, these stereotypical. Here's what happens with a disaffected person. They, they come back into the fold and die some heroic death. I think it's like boring. Um, it's the, the expected thing. So I, I hope they do something different with, with Jasper. Okay. So what do you think he should be doing for the next 10 episodes? Well, I'm really hoping that Monty got that wall weed back from Farm Station. Oh, so Jasper's just stoned as fuck and, like, eating all of their rations? <laughs> yeah, I mean... I'm just like, get him that weed, man. <laughs> I, I he deserves I that. Say, like, they were finally like, so hey, get me that ganj that I hid in the wall. Like, <laughs> before it's kind of been hinted at, like, oh, they were doing something and smoking some or you know like they kind of like hinted at it, but this i feel was very overt like we like marijuana <laughs> yeah i mean it's it's interesting because like that's that's pretty much what's happened with the the country in the last three years like nobody gives a fuck about weed anymore and if you do pull pull whatever stick is up your ass out of it and give it the rest of the program um yeah so i, I you know jasper could be one of those people that just kind of slowly dies of radiation poisoning and i think that's just it like there's no like why, bigger why, so, <laughs> i don't so why is that why is that kind of death not as good as like getting blown up or getting shot because to me that's a more painful more poignant death dying to the thing that's going to consume all of them i think is a little bit more i think they might do that with luna before they do that with with jasper i think luna's coming back she has maybe two or three episodes and then she's a goner uh, unfortunately, I, I really like Luna. I think that she should be um, in the mix as, as you know, if not as much as Roan, but at least uh, kind of as, as a guest star throughout the series. Um, but yeah, I, I, I would think that Jasper dying to this horrible radiation poisoning and, and everyone seeing the effects of it and how debilitating and painful it is, is far better than having him like die, like, I don't know, jump in front of Monty before Monty takes a sword to the, the skull. I, that, and that's just my opinion. Wait, why is Monty going to take a sword? I don't know. What if Jasper's role is that he starts hanging out with Ilian, and Ilian just realizes, dude, you can just chill out, and, you know, there's no... So they get high together? Yeah, like, he just gets <laughs> Ilian high, and then all the, the whole, the, all the war, wars and all that stops. Do we think that, like... Grounders get stoned. Like obviously, they probably have alcohol because all cultures have had alcohol. But yeah. like, do you think somebody like survived the like the apocalypse and was like? Psst. I don't know if they have alcohol because remember back in season two when they were when um, Marcus Kane was giving Lexa some. Oh, the the, uh, like, the, the clear alcohol. 
They were like, yeah, people have been brewing beer. On okay, you know, in happy occasions, don't drink too much of it. No, um, but Trish, Trish has been drinking alcohol for like. Yeah, no, no, they have alcohol because the Trish and crew uh, ambassador at the end of the episode before, um, before Octavia uh, shish kebabs his brain, he said, you know, get over here and pour the wine. Um, right. Okay. But, yeah. So they they do. I mean, it, where there is a human being, there is a way for that human being to get fucked up. Whether it's smoking something, ingesting something, or drinking something, that's just kind of guaranteed. That's and fair. that's that's not a bad thing. That's yeah. just human nature. I I don't make the rules. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't enjoy a little alcohol here or there, or a little other things here or there? Um, what is going to gonna get, happen to, to Octavia? No fucking clue. I know this is sort of like out of left field, but like at what point, because I feel like there's going to have to be some sort of reckoning. And is she going to so, like get kicked out of Sky Crew for being like murder princess? So or... are, are we agreed right now that she's completely shut down her emotions? I mean, she's definitely like clarking it up. Yeah, but she's um, not, she's not like Clark was, Clark is visibly upset like 99% of the time. You see that little scowl on her face all the time. Um, Clark, Clark is feeling stuff. Octavia is is stone cold right now. Like, so, like with Ilian at the end. Oh, sorry, like sorry to hear about. Sorry, what happened to your family? Like, just dead affect. Like, doesn't care really about his family. I feel like Octavia's modus operandi is like uh, sometimes some people gotta go, and you know. <laughs> like, when they gotta go, you gotta go. So like, I'm just gonna. She's getting shit done. It. Yeah, like, it's like she's like, the best you solution is, you know, some people have to die, and so I'm just gonna make sure that happens. I think that's that's her mo right now. I kind of don't disagree. Like, I kind of feel like <laughs> we have moved into like I I'm kind of on board you know? with her. Yeah, well, like, I'm just, like, you know, we're at a place in our society where, like, decisions have to be made, and I feel like she's making the right decisions. Yeah, back, back to my point about government gets in the way of getting shit done, politic and gets in the way of getting shit done. That ambassador was getting in the way of getting shit done, so he had to go. Yeah. It's interesting how, like, as soon as we start talking about fiction, you guys are all completely okay with endorsing fascism. And, like, <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not, in, I'm not endorsing it, fascism. It's I'm endorsing ninja killing. Instantiations. No, no. no, you ninja also... Ninja killing with knives. And I'm also, into. And also, Joe, let, let me remind you, you are on board with eugenics. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh my this god! This is this is why history keeps repeating itself because our, our we're learning is... more about why we don't have a wider audience. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got a Jew on our podcast who is pro eugenics. So this... it's a little awkward. This podcast is going to go over great on the alt right. I'm telling you guys. Yeah. No. <laughs> oh my Being Pepe. Um, so we're, I would say though, that I'm surprised that not actually, I'm not, I'm not actually surprised, but like that we have gotten three people together who all sort of agree, like Bellamy didn't make the right choice. Well, I also, I, I'm also not like. Cause we're, we're a podcast of terrible people. Yeah, so like it makes sense. a podcast sense. of terrible people. And I'm sure some of the other podcasts out there who have really nice people on them are going to back Bellamy's decision because <laughs> they're, they're empathetic. And they're sweet people. Well, we so here's the thing. This... People. 
this again brings back that question of killing versus letting die. So is it worse to kill 300 people or participate in the killing of 300 people or, or than letting 400 people die? You know, well, because Bellamy, by making this decision, presumably he's making 400 people die or 500 people or whatever. Um, he's letting he's letting them die, but he's not killing them actively. Um, but he's refusing to save them. Uh, so this is kind of similar to the decision that Clark made back at uh, Ton DC. Yeah. Well, basically, Bellamy has done two callings. Like, he has been involved in two call. Like, he basically just did a calling right now. And he yeah. did one before with the radios. So basically, Bellamy has a pretty high death toll. And, like, put this together with the, with the uh, preemptive attack on the grounder army. Right, so like Bellamy's killed that, a fuck ton of people. Yeah, he has. I mean, like, they all have. But it's sometimes in the form of letting people die, and sometimes in the form of killing them. And um, it seems like our intuitive decisions are different when it's letting die and when it's killing. But if you just think about the the body count, this isn't worse than a massacre. I mean, right? mm-hmm. I'm sorry, this isn't better than a massacre. This is just like. What would have happened, though, like, if they had been like, so, hey, like, what would have happened if they had told the truth? Do we think that there would have been a reasonable number of fuck it volunteers, as Jasper seems to think? Um, do we think that, like, people would have been like, you know what, I'm I'm fine with this. Um, I don't really want to live in the unknown, so fuck it, you can have my place. Do we think that, like, there would have been dad with a beret, um, it, you know, in in this new group of, of sky crew. So real quick, he wasn't, he four, didn't have a beret, four. he had a barrette. Sorry. I didn't know that how it was pronounced barrette. I never wore one. Oh, well, yeah. Well, we saw yeah. how you grew up. Barrette. Clearly. <laughs> Sorry. Barrette. Uh. Like, do we think that there would have been enough volunteers or do we think that everyone would have tried to live? Well, see, I don't think we're at the point. I don't think we're at the point for asking for volunteers. I think there's there's an ambiguity here right now is that I don't think the Arcadia solution is the only solution. I, I think Clark, earlier in the episode or something, made it clear that saving 500 people isn't good enough. She wants to save everybody. So the Ark is one option. They have to search for other options. So we have to kind of keep that in mind that that the Ark isn't the end-all, be-all solution. That's That's not our assumption at this point. Um, so I think we have to, I think, I think maybe the way Clark needed to frame it to go back to your question about what should she have said is perhaps it said, look, this is what's going to happen. The arc will only be able to sustain a hundred people for the five years that we need to ride out the radiation, but we are actively looking at other options and there's, you know, there's several out there that we have to investigate, um, maybe fib a little there. Um, but she could have maybe uh, smoothed it over a little bit by saying, hey, this is one solution. We know there's more than than 100 of you here. We are looking at other options. Um, maybe that's equivocating a little bit. I don't know. Maybe that's a little mamby-pamby type way of, of going about it, but maybe she could have said that. So let's always keep that in mind that Clark's thing is, I need to save everybody. Bellamy's thing is, I need to save everybody, but really only in the moment when I when I'm looking at them, and if there's a little girl involved, because that that's my Achilles heel. 
Um, but you know, moving moving forward, let's just kind of keep the context of of everything in mind that we're we're not shutting out everything else. And I think next next episode we're gonna see um, we're gonna see our our one true trio of Jaha, Bellamy, and Clark looking into other solutions. That that is gonna be a fun road trip. I tell you what. I wonder what kind of music they'll play. Uh, like on their road trip. Yeah, probably. Like I feel like Jaha is kind of a like. Fleetwood Mac. Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Is this the trailer that you guys watched that I didn't? Yeah, see, you don't spoil yourself, but but guess what? Uh, Luna's back next episode. Um, Jackson's back next episode. Murphy's back next episode in Arcadia. And um, and Jaha, uh, Clark, and Bellamy are going to be looking into a fallout shelter. That, uh, I'm I think, really. I think I'm, that Jaha has been researching, um, so I guess he's somewhat useful right now. I, I, I don't know. Um, I still think they need to go back to Allie's mansion and see if there's anything there that could point them to another location that they could perhaps scout. Um, I'd love to see that location again. It's in the opening credits still, um, so I don't know if that's in the indication we'll, we'll revisit it, but it'd be cool, right? Yeah. Wow, you both are fading. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh, my God. The one last thing before we move to the conclusion of this podcast and let you two pass Mm -hmm. out uh, (laughs) is the the leadership trio that I wanted to touch on of of Clark Bellamy and Raven. I think it's interesting. It was good. Yeah, it's really good. So so I I think there's there are very stark differences between all three of them. Bellamy now. Knows. I loved how disappointed Raven was in Bellamy. Like I just loved that she was like, "God damn it!" <laughs> like she was not about his bleeding heart bullshit. Um, which I I and think Bellamy's it's interesting. Like, they, but I brought back a daughter for us. And she's like, "Oh my god, I don't care about children." Um, <laughs> but I like that. I like that it's sort of Raven on one side, Bellamy on the other, and Clark in the middle. Um, I think that's very interesting that she has sort of a right hand and a left hand of advisors. Um, One of them being like supercomputer, very utilitarian Raven and like all heart and trigger finger Bellamy. Um, I think that, I mean, obviously what other two characters would it be that have this sort of like very opposite um, ways of approaching problems? Yeah. And I also, I I think, um, I I think this has been brought up in a couple of reviews. Um, I know I brought it up and Selena Wilkin over on Hypabill brought it up. In in the way that um, Clark has had to make split-second decisions that cost a lot of people their lives, Bellamy now knows what that feels like a little bit with him choosing to save the slaves. But Raven, on the other hand, has never been in a position of, of having to pull the deciding whether or not to pull a lever. So Raven, while her reaction is understandable, both to Clark and Bellamy, is also a little naive because as a leader, she has never been put in a position of having to decide who lives or who dies and having to do it immediately because there's no time to really sit there and ruminate on, on the decision. So I think I'm really looking forward to this trio moving forward. I think it's, it's, uh, you know, I think it's one of the, the, the best things about the show is the character interactions. Um, again, that Octavia is separate from everybody is a little uh, disappointing to me. But I think she's going to have a lot of agency in her own storyline, and I can't wait to see how it weaves back into the main narrative. Because right now, again, 
I, I don't really know where they're going with her, and it's, it's exciting. Um, so, obviously, they're going murder baby with her, because that's who she is now. But aside from that... That's like, who she's always been. Yeah, yeah, under... yeah. You know, like, you don't understand me, Mom. Under, yeah, a little girl under the floor, uh, that's that's who she's yeah. been. Um, uh, real quick, Shaheen, uh, health check, are you still alive? I'm still alive. Okay, all right, so let's... <laughs> <laughs> let's move on to our well actually is uh joe we've already discussed one of yours about what are the slaves doing i feel like you watched this episode and that was your main takeaway like what what are they doing what are those i want to know doing? like why would you why would you have a bunch of slaves and keep them in this like you know station that's obviously not really like a grounder thing like why do you have slaves if you're not going to do anything with them? I they, don't understand. They, it seemed like they were all standing around at tables, like, sorting stuff. And I'm just like, God, this is so Project Runway right now. <laughs> Where's the trash bag? wires and shit. It looked like uh, tech stuff. So that's why I said. Yeah. It, it looked like they were tearing, tearing down the, the spaceship. Or, you know, picking different... But again, like, Basically. hopefully we'll get an explanation of why. Because if not, if they just sort of gloss over it and just like hand wavy yeah. that they were slaves and that's bad, well, I don't, I don't care. Oh my God, Joe, that... you should care. Slavery why? is wrong. Oh. I mean, yeah, slavery is wrong. But maybe you know, do, like, who are they enslaved? Like, who has Asgata enslaved? Who are like, if only one of them is. Uh, Sky Crew, then the other ones came from other factions, correct? Or did yeah, they, does Asgata were... enslave their own? No, I would assume they've captured them from other villages. And that's that's what that's what um, they said at the end, that they'll return the, them to their villages in the morning. Right, um, but how is that, like, kosher? Like, how is that okay as part of the coalition? Like, how is it that all of the clans aren't fighting together when they figure out that, like, Asgata has been, like, quietly stealing their It doesn't have children? to be okay. You know, there is, you know... Uh, human trafficking in the United States and in Europe too. It's not a. It happens. It's not okay. Yeah, there's there's n- there, there's nothing now that says that that slavery is a part of the official state line of Asgeta. These could have been just random Asgeta uh, rogue people doing whatever they're doing. There there's really no explanation as to how slavery fits into the, the larger culture of Asgeta. If it's an if it's like Human trafficking, like like Shaheen this says, this is kind of like of a done... Star Wars type situation where it's like slavery is wrong under the Galactic Empire, and it's like the Galactic Empire doesn't have much to say around here or something. Oh, look at you re- referring to something other than than <laughs> than friends. That's great. <laughs> um, and then uh, of course your most the other well actually you have Joe is very important because it deals yeah. with Cabby. Oh, did I? Oh, yeah, yeah, no, that's, yeah, no, sorry, sorry, too drunk, everything's blurry. Um, So, A, they obviously had sex in Clark's old bed. Like, ew, ew, can we just say ew? Gross. I mean, on the one hand, ew, but at least it wasn't Lex's bed, I guess. Um, You know, Rome's getting all sexy up in them sheets. I mean, who wouldn't be? Mm. But, like, who lit all those candles? Like, with Lex going, like, I need you to... To revisit um, your fanfic, Shaheen. I need to know more about this candle lighter in Polis. Yeah. yeah. Shaheen, you're going to need to, like, finish this fanfic up, and then we'll have a live reading on the podcast of it. Uh, and it better have smut 
and you better do and voices. different voices for different yes. people. Yes, different voices. Wait, for but people. Jen, if there's gonna be smut, like we're gonna need to have your sex voice read it. No, because <laughs> my sex voice will get like, oh hey, how you doing? Oh my god, I'm like going into like, ah. Uh, that explains a lot, yeah. actually. Wait, is, is your sex voice British? <laughs> no. Oh, but it could be. Oh, I can't. I, even that's do it. not even British. I know. Oh, god. No. Pip pip. Yeah. It, it might, it might be. Why do I always oh, do cock now whenever no, I do a British no, accent? No. It's like, why? Uh, cock I'm like, I'm not educated. Whoa. Oh, sorry, cockney people. Does anyone oh, else have God. well actuallys? Uh, Am I the only? You're the only one with well actuallys. I was pretty content with this episode, except for why the fuck is Jaha still alive, dudes? All right. What purpose so- does it serve to kill him? Just to make me happy and to make Danny. Um, cry. That's all. Okay. That's all I need. That's that makes sense. Although I gotta say, he's looking tight though. I like that bald head and that full. That bald is good. Yeah, he's he's looking good. Um, I don't know how he grew that that goatee in. Um, in like a day, but uh, hand wave, hand wave. So let's wrap this shit up. The next episode we're gonna be talking about next week's episode. Um, probably be a good one. Just assuming. I love Luna. Yeah, who doesn't love Luna? But I'm sad that she's probably radiation poisoned, so we're not going to see her fuck some shit up. Yeah, well, it would be kind of it would be fun to watch her kind of give up her peaceful ways. Um, wondering what's going to happen with the flame. I think we're going to see a new grounder next week. The um, the grounder that spoke up at the end of the episode uh, last week. Um, the uh, the the black girl with the dreads who said it's blasphemy. Um, I think she's going to, I think she's one of the new additions to the cast, so can't wait to see her. She, she looked cool. Um, okay, but who's she going to ship with? Or do uh, we not know yet? Oh, I want to say Raven. Look, we're not that podcast, man. We're not, we're not this, we're not the shipper podcast. I thought we were the podcast of fucking. All right, well then, yeah. Okay, if we're about fucking, well then fine. Relationships, no. Ew, icky. Um, so. Icky. Messy. uh, Very messy. Yeah. So, um, moving on to TV shows we recommend, uh, the only one I recommend this week, put your eyeballs on it or you are stupid, because I'm uh, judgmental, is Legion on FX. It's fan-fucking-tastic. If you need uh, your storyline to go from beginning to middle to climax and everything is understandable and you're never disoriented or alienated, then this is not the show for you. (laughs) It's wackadoodle and it's fucking awesome. So the narrator is basically schizophrenic and he is an Omega level mutant, um, which is the most powerful mutant. This takes place in the X-Men universe, although you will not see anyone really recognize in it because it's completely an offshoot. And I don't think they're going to be delving into any of the main X-Men mythology. But uh, since the narrator is schizophrenic, nothing you see can be trusted. Um, you don't have any idea what's real and what isn't, and I'm fine with that. And you, you can't really even pin down, like, the time period it takes place in. Like, it has this 1960s mod feel to it, and then in the next scene you'll see tech that doesn't even exist yet. So it's like, what is going on with the show? So I think it's it's not like anything you've seen on TV, and I love that um, that FX is, is taking a chance on doing something that's completely out of your standard uh, television fare. Um, Joe, you watching anything? Uh, we started Riverdale last night. Um, well, so first of all, in our, in, in girlfriend and I's, uh, hangover state, we watched all of, uh, 13, which is BBC, which is sort of like, um, the OA meets the fall, if you will. Okay. Um, 
Was it your good? typical? Uh, it was it was good. It was definitely more the fall than it was the OA. Like there's not a supernatural element to it, but you know, it's this, you know, some girl escapes from some creepy guy's basement and it sort of like follows this story of nothing is what it seems. Uh, but that also said, then then we started on Riverdale, which if we're talking about CW shows, um, <laughs> which it's trashy and delicious and full of, you know, 20 and 30 somethings playing teenagers and everyone is beautiful and should make out with one another. So, you know, we're, we're on board. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of digging it too. Um, uh, Betty and Veronica are my favorite because they just have like this great relationship. God, when are they going to fuck Jesus? I, I don't know. This last, this last episode, Veronica gave Betty a look where I'm like, that's, that could go somewhere. Oh, so um, we're not caught was, up. I'm excited for this. It, it, but it was also they've been it they've was also been eye a, fucking. Are you fucking kidding me? Kind of look too, because um, it was an interesting it was an interesting episode. This, we saw a new side of Betty that we had not seen before. Um, so yeah, Riverdale's kind of interesting. Again, they really oversold the oh, it's Archie meets Twin Peaks. Well, it's it's no. Archie meets. It feels like fan fiction. It feels like somebody took the Archie and Veronica comics and then like alternate universe them into a different setting. They're like, what if Archie and Veronica were a like murder mystery in like a sleepy town? Like, okay, but don't try and sell it to me as like Twin Peaks. Yeah, it's like it's like the people who call it Twin Peaks like have never actually seen Twin Peaks. Um, so, yeah. It needs to get a lot weirder before I'm ever going to say it's like Twin Peaks. Um, but in terms of pretty people doing, like, interesting things that I'll keep watching and being bitchy, I'm all in. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's good for a it's good for a side eye watch. I wouldn't be, like, saying it's the best show on TV. But it's it's something new. Um, Sh- Shaheen, have you even finished Westworld? Are you even watching anything? Are you even alive right now? Are you, are you human? I, um... I'm alive. Good. <laughs> That's it. I have part, two, it. part two of I the question. Anything. I got nothing. I shouldn't be alive, really. Um, but, you know, shit happens. Yeah. So... Just the drag on the resources and the environment. And... Wow. I mean, honestly, Thanks. those people should have been culled wow. right over there. We are learning a lot about everybody today. And for the first time in a long time, I don't feel like the worst person on this podcast. So, yay. (laughs) (laughs) Happy birthday. Yay. So thanks, everybody, for listening. And once again, you can find us on social media at May We Geek Again on Facebook and Twitter. And so long, everybody. May We Geek Again. Take it easy, guys. Cabby sex. (laughs) 